It is the Chicago First United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at ChicagoVerseUnited.com. This week, talking with Joe Troman, Josh Newton, and Rob Smith of With Knives in an interview recorded at Subterranean. Here's how that sounds. Hi, my black backstage here at Subterranean, and I am here with With Knives. How is everybody doing tonight? Just fine, thanks. Doing fantastic. Quite well. You guys just got in today. Uh, you've been in Chicago, what, like a day or so, right? Got in at 5 in the morning, coming from Lansing, Michigan. Were you driving all night? Uh, yeah, drove. A, it's about, about a four-hour drive. Drove through the storm that was uh, coming through. Yeah. It, was, it was fun. You guys have been on a run of dates as of late. How have those been going? Uh, they've gone surprisingly well, I think, for our first run. Are people, like, familiar with you guys, or are they maybe coming out because they know, like, you know, uh, Every Time I Die, or Fall Out Boy, or The Damn Things, or something like that? Or? There's a little bit of that. Um, once in a while I get people who do who have heard some of the stuff. That we, that we recorded, um, but mostly just playing to people who have no idea who we are, and it's rad because the response at the end is like pleasantly surprised. We usually like end up we've ended up being kind of the in a good way the sore thumb on the bills, like you know playing with all these like really heavy kind of metally kind of bands, and we're not a metal band, so it's kind of like a breath of fresh air ends yeah. up being, which which is cool. Um, it's been really, uh, it's, it's been awesome. Sweet, man. Uh, well, you guys, you know, this band, With Knives, it's relatively new. How long has this been going on? Like, kind of take us back to, you know, have you guys been around for maybe, like, six months? Or does this date back kind of much farther back than that? <laughs> you want me to answer that again? You can answer that again. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I just have, a, I have it all mapped out. Well, Josh and I started working on this um, while Josh and I were both playing in The Damned Things together. Um, he had actually started what was what was called with knives on his own. It was just these really cool, interesting um, instrumental tunes he'd been recording and posting on like a SoundCloud. And I had on my own heard them, and I told Josh one day I was like, "These are really, really cool. I really like them. Just you know, you should do something with them." And then a couple of days later, he's like, "You want to do this with me?" And I was really excited, and uh, I think I got like overzealous and started like writing a ton of stuff, and, and we just kind of. Started working on it, so, I mean, um, and once the damned things kind of, we did our last tour in Australia, and then, um, then I, uh, I got married, <laughs> and then after that, we sat down, and we were like, we gotta write a bunch of stuff all the way through, we need to go record something, we gotta do this, we, we just need to, like, take the initiative, so we wrote, like, probably a record's worth of stuff, and then we decided, let's not make a record, let's just make an EP, Josh had known Rob, Rob played... Uh, in a band called Riddle of Steel, and also plays in a band called Train Dodge, both awesome bands. And um, basically, he's like, let's you know have Rob play on the EP, and Rob seemed excited. And then once we actually met, and we got along very well, and we started playing, just going through the songs, and it was immediately just gelled really, really, really well. Um, and that was kind of it. That was kind of it. So I mean, technically, like us three being a band unit has only really existed since February of this year. But the idea of it, or I guess like the idea of starting it, has existed for almost a year. Yeah. You know, after the damned things, or towards the end of the run with the damned things, when you guys were out on the road, were either of you guys thinking like, after this is over, I want to start on a brand new band and do this all over again? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much pretty much exactly what it was. Um, and you know, we were writing while on tour with the damned things actually, 
and playing some of those guys. The demo is like, okay, here's what we're going to do next. <laughs> and they kept being like, you should hold on to the stuff for damn things. Yeah, like, that did happen. And it's like, I mean, it would, but when is it going to get used? I would, you know? but you're not going to be in it. <laughs> uh. You know, Joe, I read a really interesting um, kind of editorial thing that you wrote for Rock Sound, which is a UK rock magazine that we don't hear, have here in the States. But you were talking about kind of like going back to your DIY roots, which is something that dates really far back to the beginning of like Fall Out Boy, you know. And what was kind of the thinking on your end, you know, and, and all of you guys, and, and doing this project very DIY and on a very personal scale when, you know, you guys have the experience of, you know, getting support from whether it's from like a label or a backer or anything like that. Um. Well, we knew we weren't going to be able to have that if we did a <laughs> DIY. So we knew pre- pretty much we we're going to be funding things out of our own pocket, which that's the way I've you know done other bands. So it's not really like that crazy. We know what to expect. That's the nice thing about having the experience of doing things ourselves. Um, is that's what's going to happen, and people aren't going to immediately know what's going on. It's going to take a, it takes a lot longer for things to catch on. People still constantly are like, so what are you doing now? And I'm like, this new band, I've been, like, talking about it, like, fervently online yeah. all the time. But, you know, it's a lot harder nowadays. I remember, like, I don't know if I, like, had mentioned this in that article, but something I thought about afterwards. When we were doing Fall Out Boy and we are starting that out, going, like, using social networking wasn't the norm. Right. And we were using it. Like, that's what we, were, we didn't know, like, what else to do. We'd go on message boards and just, like, bug people and, like, put people on a mailing list that didn't ask to be on a mailing list and like also all sorts of stuff but like that's how it worked and it was like it worked really well now it's that doesn't matter there's like you're dropping the bucket you know what i mean so um but the, the the thing that's been very very cool is every time we do something new you can see like the small amount of growth and so small like those little those little bits of growth are like they're in my in my opinion they're like really big triumphs because that just means things are moving forward if it was stagnant or like you know, our likes were going down on Facebook or something like that, then I'd be like, okay, we're doing something wrong. But, you know, every day there's more followers on Twitter, more likes on Facebook, more interest, more people hitting us up on various, like, our uh, Tumblrs and, like, FanBridge stuff, like, asking about it, really excited. And uh, it means we're definitely doing it the right way, so we didn't totally forget what to do, I don't think. Is it more validating when you have these successes, whether it's people finding out about you guys on, like, Facebook or Twitter or coming out to the shows or things like that? Does it feel more hard-earned and satisfying because you know that all of this is a result of your individual efforts and not, you know, a, a, a campaign or it's not tied to, like, a Pepsi thing or something like that? Definitely. I definitely feel like we can all sleep at the end of the day in the van. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we feel really, really good about it, man. We played, like, um, I was mentioning we played Lansing last night, and there was a ton of people at the show, and probably very few people knew who we were. And I would say maybe ten people knew who we were before we played. And then probably, you know, I don't know how many people there. Uh, yeah, 70, 80, yeah. 70, 80, You know, it's like oh, it's a nice little crowd for us, and um, they were all digging on it. And you know, uh, it was very cool afterwards to act that we actually made an impression on people, and that's the kind of stuff that like we get really, really excited and very drunk afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Has it made things easier or harder overall doing this kind of a DIY way, or you know, like what are some of the advantages of? taking things in this approach well one thing is I think you can grow totally organically as a band there's no the only real vested interest so far as the three of us like you know we're the only ones that really care about the product right now because we're the only ones putting it out so uh, I think especially at the beginning of a band that's really important stage where 
you know, you don't want to put the cart before the horse. You really want to grow it mm-hmm. kind of from the ground up the right way. And then if anything happens from there, that's great. But if you do it this way, at least we know we're in control of everything. I think that that's really kind of a byproduct of where things are going overall and, like, the media and entertainment kind of, like, climate. You know, you look at Louis C.K., who has taken his career in a big way into, like, this very DIY space, and it's having huge returns for him. So He does everything himself. Yeah. Writes, directs, stars in his own show, uh, directed his own special, put up on his own website, sold it himself. Incredible. I mean, it's, it's awesome. like, it's incredibly inspirational. Yeah. It's pretty punk rock. It is, it is, it is really <laughs> punk rock. A better term. It, it is. I mean, I've seen other people. Even I was reading an article about him in Rolling Stone, and they like I think refer to it as like punk, as punk rock yeah. ethos. You know, um, I think it is. And um, I think another thing that's really nice about the way we're doing it is it is really genuine because there is no like you know you could still make like we could go make like an Uber pop record and do it this way, and still it's not going to like do anything for us the way we're doing it. Not without all like the the suits and the people like who really know how to and honestly anymore i don't even know like what you do anymore the the yeah. the quote-unquote music industry is pretty non-existent i see more bands now putting out their own stuff i've talked to talked to other bands who are like don't like their labels anymore they're getting off their labels like we're just gonna put our stuff out ourselves you know we made like a you know i was talking to a band the other day like we pressed a seven inch ourselves and sold out of it in like a day and it's like we should just do that and kind of seems like the way to go sort of just everyone's taking control of their own uh creations and art yeah i was just at a uh a festival that we had here in chicago a week or two ago um spring awakening and it was a big like edm festival and i was talking to one of the djs when the mic was off and they were talking about how they were going with new management but another dj friend of theirs doesn't have any management or anything like that and without any representation he's making way more money than his peers who have people looking out for them, which is crazy. I mean, it's definitely crazy. You may miss up out on opportunities. I mean, like, not having people hopefully fighting tooth and nail for you and having, like, certain kind of connections and stuff. But I think overall, if you can um, make really cool art and you can be in control of it and do it genuinely and not have five middlemen uh, separating you, know, you from your end goal, uh, definitely, I mean, financially, it can be more lucrative, but that's... Um, not even really our goal or yeah. now like like that, that's a that, that's a thing like doing playing rock music uh, especially in this day and age it's always been this way uh, if, if you're starting a new band and you're like man I'm gonna make a lot of money then you're a and you're an <laughs> good ass, luck you're like an asshole you know yeah. you really are like you're, you're an idiot and, and you should like just hang it up I mean it's great if you start making money like a lofty goal for us would be like if we could go around like play most places in the US and draw like a hundred people yeah, I like, think I think artists are just looking, in some ways, to just be able to sustain it, yeah. rather than like you know get a new garage or get a swimming pool in the backyard. I mean, you, yeah, you can like do a rock band, like an indie band or whatever, and you can like make it your job if you run it really smart and you like garner like a little bit of a fan base and you just kind of run a tight ship. I mean, it's possible. You, you, you may not like make a ton of money, but you, you know, pay your bills, like you know, meet your month to month stuff, and uh, that's enough of an incentive to go do it. You know. Now talk about the EP. Um, I feel like I'm going to say the title wrong. Uh, uh... Josh, you want to say it? It's Schadenfreude. There we go. That's what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> Schadenfreude. Yeah. What has the response been like from people who have been able to hear that? Because it's been out like a couple weeks, a month, something yeah, like that. Yeah, like a month or two, like not very long. It's been pretty positive. Again, the way we're doing it is 
feel douchey saying DIY, but it is. It's very like we're doing it all on our own. So we didn't like send it out to a bunch of people. We didn't go through any regular channels. Just like put it up online one day. The response has been slowly growing, which is excellent. Um, and it's been very positive, and people seem to really like it and seem to respond to the fact that it it doesn't sound like Fall Boy or Every Time I Die or Damn Things or Riddle Steel or Train Dodger. It doesn't sound like any of our other bands. It just sounds like it's its, its own thing, and people seem to dig it, and that's really all you can ask for. Well, you know, that was something else I wanted to ask you about, too. Um, are you still experiencing people who are coming up to you confused, being like, Damn Things or, or With Knives sounds nothing like Fall Out Boy? You know, like, are people, you know, and it doesn't sound like any time I die. Like, are people still confused, or have you been fortunate to find fans who are, like, accepting, at, you know, you guys trying to do different things and branch out? I think there's always going to be fans that hope it sounds like this thing that they already know and are comfortable with. And then when it doesn't, you know, there are going to be some that are disappointed. That's just how it's going to go. Um, but for the most part, I've been pleasantly surprised with how open people have been to hearing this music. They're not really familiar with because it's not like it's not exactly like what we've done so I, I think people have been really the ones that I've talked to at least you know have been open towards hearing something different from us uh, what's happening next for the band you know you guys are out on some dates right now and the EP is out what can we look forward to with with knives we the three of us um, because again the EP was I'd say like written by Josh and I and then we brought in Rob to come play now that we have this this band unit three of us have been like listening to a bunch of demos lately and um, we've been gonna like been trying out like a new song on this run and um, so we've been talking about recording a full length which is something we do need to do um, so we'd like to do that and just tour some more it would be nice to get on um, to eventually maybe get on like some other bands tours um, but you know probably if that doesn't happen anytime soon we'll set up another tour ourselves maybe like do West Coast and like more mountain zone territories and stuff, uh, <laughs> such as uh, the Appalachian Mountains, no, such as uh, the, the Andes, uh, such as the Himalayas. Uh, you know, a lot of mountains. Uh, this mountain tour. This mountain tour. <laughs> helicopter, in and out. Just crampons and helicopters. Oxygen machine. <laughs> Sherpas. Yeah, the Sherpas. Dude, I've hired so many Sherpas in my time. I have a lot of good connections. <laughs> oh, and the Vidunks? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, basically just what any band should do. Record more music, release more music, and uh, play live. <laughs> it's pretty boring, but it's yeah, yeah man. That's but that's the thing. You do you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the dream though. To just keep going and, and do it and do what you love. And we have to do it ourselves. We can't like rely on someone to call us and be like, "Guys, you got to go make another thing. I'm gonna set it up. You know, who do you want to work with? What do you?" It's like, no, we got to do it ourselves. We got to find. You know, if we want someone else to record it. We have to find the guy and hope he likes it and hope he won't want a bunch of money for it and uh, it's true and um you know we have to we have to put the fire under our own asses to do it um that's okay that's a good thing to do man it's it's really like exciting well it's very cool man uh joe obviously old friend of this show and and of, of me I mean, it's always great to see you and um josh and rob and joe i wish you guys the best of luck with this project and i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes thank you so much man
This has been the Chicago First United audio podcast for Chicago Scene Salvation. Thanks to Joe Troman, Josh Newton, and Rob Smith of With Knives for being on the show this week. You can find past episodes of the Chicago First United audio podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with Mark Rose, the Felix Culpa, Into It Over It, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at dynastypodcast.tumblr.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.